Welcome along to this special bonus edition of the Bearded Chiplets podcast. And as I say this, Kempi is pouring his usual red wine, so he's pissed through the episode, um, but we can't wait to get stuck into it. So basically the way this is going to work, we've got a heap of people from our socials that have commented something they want to talk about. Um, and basically, gents, we're just going to get them on and um, have a chat about it, whether it's sport, whether it's getting stuck into us or something completely un- unrelated to those topics. Um, we'll get them on and have a chat. How are thanks, you, Milton? Yeah, good. How are you guys? Good. good. Thanks, mate. Good. Thanks for coming on. No worries. Thank you for accepting me. Um, just thought I'd want to have a chat about North Melbourne. Yeah, perfect. What, what's going on down there? Now, I don't really want to mention Ray Shaw at all. Like, it's not his fault what's happened this year. Yeah. But something needs to happen. Like, what... We've got that war chest just sitting there and we can't land a big fish. It's been like yeah. that for a few years now, hasn't it? They've, um, they've gone hard after a number of players and just haven't been able to land them. Yeah, like we've gone after Dust. Like I go for North Melbourne, passionate North Melbourne supporter. We've gone after Dusty, no good. All these big names and we just can't land them. Like what, what do you guys reckon we need to do to... Oh, I think... Um... I'd like to see him keep a couple of their veterans. Like I know probably Higgins has said that he wants to go, but I, I think Carlton did it. And also, um, well, North Melbourne really originally when they got rid of like Brent Harvey, Farido, those guys, I think they just need to keep a few veterans with the kids. And I, like I know you said they've got the war chest, but if no one wants to come, then maybe pay the kids a little bit extra so they don't leave. You're you good ones. Yeah, like... Yeah, Zerha, Simpkins, yeah, all those boys. Love yeah. Zerha and the way he goes about it. With, with the kangaroos for mine, like I was listening to James Brayshaw um, on Triple M on the weekend and he reckons that they're profitable in 2020, which is pretty challenging for any club. Um, but given the given the size of how many members they have compared to, you know, a Richmond or a West Coast, they've done pretty well. So it's more around, the obviously, the footy department. But I think... Um, instead of the on-field stuff, what I've heard is they are a bit of a boys' club, if that makes sense. So yeah, they get you know I think they got Glenn Archer. I don't even know if he's on the board, but he's pulling yeah. a lot of strings there. Got Blakey back, which I think he'll be good. But whether yeah. you need to get someone in there like uh, well the Crows, my boys, they were going to go after Neil Baum, but he couldn't get over there because of obviously his health issues. But you see, seen what he's done at at Geelong, and you see what he's done at Richmond. Whether you're focused, like Kempi said, on signing up those um, those young fellas and paying them a bit more, locking them in, and then putting some of that money, it'd be tricky with the soft cap, I guess, but putting some money behind a bloke like Neil Balm or something to get in there and, you know, get the, get the culture where it needs to be. Um, because, like, if I'm, I'm not a good footballer, but if I'm Dustin Martin or one of those big fish and you see Neil Balm in the administration, then that's a bit of a draw card, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. It was the same when uh, the the Lions appointed um, Greg Swan and David Noble. All of a sudden, there was a bit better admin behind the scenes. People started to want to come, but I think they really need to look at their their draft hand as well. They need to get a strong draft hand um, and make sure they do still have. I mean, look at the kids that brought through. I mean, they've got Azurhar and Simkin and guys like that, but there's never been any any real standouts as there over the past probably. I think Taron Thomas will be good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. But they need, they need a plethora of first-round picks. I've I heard a, a 
uh, a bit of an out there idea and I'd like to get your thoughts on it being an actual North Melbourne supporter. The idea was that they play all their away games, um, like interstate games at Tasmania and play all their home games, obviously at home games at Marvel or at the MCG. So effectively they would have, you know, almost all home games, but they're playing more games in Tasmania. What, what do you think about the Tasmanian move? Are you, well, as a supporter, would you like to see that or not? No, if we, I reckon Tasmania needs their own team. Yeah, North North and Hawthorne need to leave Tassie so they can start. Tasmania can start the ball rolling on their own team, not continue paying Tasmania government continue to pay Hawthorne and North Melbourne to play games down there. Yeah, but if they made Tasmania as a home ground advantage, which means they could possibly win more games because not too many teams can win down there. They do, they, have an, have... they do have an academy down there, so that's how they got Taron Thomas, I think, as well. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of Tassie. Yeah, that's fair. But, obviously, it brings money into the club. We're one of the only clubs that don't have pokies as well. Yeah, well. So, yeah. To, so to be in a profitable position each year without having the backing of pokey machines, which a lot of the big clubs, I know they're starting to step out of that but North was one of the first clubs not to be backed by poking machines. Yeah. yeah so like, like I said before, I think off field, you guys are doing a lot right in terms of um, functioning as a business, but it's, yeah. Sorry. It's that Nicholas. boys club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hilton, if, if Reese doesn't end up coaching next year, would you prefer a, a younger coach to come in or like a novice or a, um, somebody who's a seasoned assistant like a Michael Voss or would you prefer like a Ross Lyon or someone like that to come in and take the reins? I wouldn't mind Bossy. Give him another crack. Especially with a Neil Balm in there or something to have that strong support behind him. Whether it's not Balmy, but someone like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Paul Ruse's name's been thrown out there the last week to come in and help out. Mm-hmm. One, if he does that, it'll be another thing. Like, obviously, it took Melbourne a bit to convince him to come back and coach. But if we can get him to help the club, that'd be a massive help, I reckon. Just a big draw yeah, card too. Even in a part-time capacity, someone like Rosie would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. So, something needs to be done. That boys club needs to be split. Uh, agree, mate. Agree. Thanks heaps for joining us, mate. We'll, um, we'll obviously let you know when, when we release this and be greatly appreciated if you give it a share on your, on your socials as well, mate. Thanks heaps for yeah, joining us. So no, thank you. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Thanks buddy. buddy. All right. Bye. Chris Shades Oakley here with the Bearded Triplets uh, cap on, uh, sponsored by Visa Shades. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. Oh, mate, it's a pleasure to be here with the boys. Uh, fantastic. So you wanted to have a bit of a chat with us about uh, some AFL teams to watch in 2021. Um, we'll start with you, Shades. Tell us who you think um, are the ones to watch and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think Brisbane, obviously, with the talk of their recruits, I know Nick will love that, but yeah, the... Um, just with their recruits, they're circling around and the talk of Adam Trelaw possibly heading up there from my pies is around the place and whatever. I think they'll be pretty, they'll be up there again. But out of the ones that, out of the eight, I still think the Hawks might come good well, as long as Alistair Clarkson's there. I reckon they're one to watch in 2021. Yeah. What are, you, what are your I've, thoughts, James? I've got them going south. First got the Hawks going south. I like the Lions talk. That's, um, that's music to my ears, Shades. It's... Uh, See how we go. We can only go up a few spots though, so we might end up going down. But yeah, 
For me, I, I think the one that's going to rise up is um, is Frio. I reckon they were pretty, or they weren't far off it this year. They lost a couple of games early that were quite close, and um, I think they've got a really good young midfield core there now. I reckon uh, 2021 might be, be their year to uh, crack the top eight again. Yeah, I, I agree. Obviously, like for me, the easy answer would be Carlton. Um, they're a des- <laughs> they're a destination club at the minute, so. Um, but no, I actually had Frio as well. Like I just like the list. Obviously, um, they stole a pretty good coach from your mob shades. Um, so he must be doing something right to well, everyone thought they were going to finish bottom. Um, but I sort of looked at it the other way. I was a couple of clubs that I thought might head south um, as ones to watch. And I thought Hawthorne and the Bombers might end up sort of down that bottom part of the ladder with the Crows. Oh, yeah, just had to sneak that in there. <laughs> now, <laughs> I know it. One for me, I think the, the Gold Coast Suns will actually, I reckon they'll make the eight. Um, I don't think Brisbane will get Trelaw. I think if he goes anywhere, it'll yeah. be the Gold Coast. And if they get uh, Rory Atkins on the wing and they pick up another one, um, as well as another top pick with, you know, yep. you got your Lacocious, your Rankins, Railback. Railback. Um, that's the ones that I think will shoot up the ladder. But, but yeah, you know who's underrated for them? Lockie Weller. I reckon he's a good player. Yeah. They that didn't underrate stuff. him because they gave yeah, up like a first rounder and, and paying yeah. him a fortune. I was going to say this before, Kempi, but I also had as a number three option for me, uh, Carlton and all the Crows to shoot up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shades, who, who do you think will finish high next year, Carlton or the Crows? Oh, Carlton, easy, mate. Crows are. May as well go back to Division Two, mate. That's <laughs> in 2021. Hang yes. about, hang yes. about. No, in all seriousness, if we can get Orazio, um, and we get say if we can get Aaron Francis back, get Haitley back, and you get three first round picks. So I think maybe not next year, but year after, I think we'll start to head more towards that sort of Frio mode. Well, he's 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 nominated Port Orazio. I reckon Orazio will spend more time in rehab than in the fourth pocket for the Crows in 2021. <laughs> That's true. Well, Orazio won't get a game at Port, in my opinion. Not so who, not ahead of who, the other small forwards. Who's going to win the flag, Shades? Uh, I think Geelong, um, just because the way they maintained the footy against my mob two weeks ago, um, and I, as much as Richmond's like wave of momentum, the way they play getting the wave of momentum forward, I still reckon in the grand final with um, Geelong can maintain the footy for long enough. Um, I think they'll be too good. And I'd really like to see Gaz Ablett go out on top because in my footy lifetime, he's yeah. definitely the best player I've ever seen play live. Um, I haven't seen Mitch Noy play yet, but, you know. <laughs> There's still time, mate. There's still time. Now, yeah. I, I actually think with Geelong, though, that probably goes back to what you were saying before. Like Geelong, if they – it sounds like they're going to get Jeremy Cameron. They've got three first-round picks next year. They have – Maybe Ablett and um, Harry Taylor retire or whatever. But, yeah, that, even if they lose this year, I think they'll be around the mark the next couple. Yeah, they're in a good spot. Who do you think is going to go south then? You said um, Brisbane. They're already up there. Who do you reckon might tumble down the ladder shades? Yeah, I, I still reckon North Melbourne would be my tip. for. The can't get much lower. Yeah, I know they can't get much lower, but I reckon <laughs> they'll be batting the Crows. And then out of the finals team, I reckon the Western Bulldogs might go backwards. Yeah, I um, think so. And missed the finals, but um, I'd definitely Jerv West. They're going to go back first before anyone. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Love it. Oh, you I also... thought you were going to get stuck into Kevy, not me. Uh, well, you, you, mate. <laughs> uh, no, you you mentioned. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on a possible new segment 
segment for myself that was mentioned on social media. Oh, but, yeah. Well, I definitely think the most hot, overhyped part of 2020 was minute with minute, 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 minute. <laughs> so it's a bit like the crows back six mate not going anywhere so um yeah i, I definitely think Kempi, you needed some more airtime mate nick's list has been quality all, all year but really uh, potato yeah. cakes yeah oh here we go don't worry <laughs> yeah. about these boys mate, as long as the wenges make the cut mate i was happy but um yeah, yeah i think Kempi needs a bit of bit of me time in the middle well, there not just yeah i'm hearing that out in the general road. public I've got I've got an idea for Kempy's segment, the idiot file. Anyway, righto. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Shades. Make sure you give us a share on socials when no, we easy, mate. the episode. Pleasure. Enjoy, boys. Cheers, legend. Thanks, Thanks Shades. Are you on, Jack? Can you hear us, mate? How you going? Good, good. How are you? Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me. You wanted to have a bit of a chat about some of the greatest on-field sledges. So, did you want? Did you have one to kick us off, or did you want us to go with ours? Uh, you guys can, you guys can go, and then I'll I'll chuck some in. All right. Do you want to start us off, Kempy? Yeah. Okay. So I went cricket because I reckon the best sledging happens in cricket. It's a little bit mono y mono. So um, yeah, mono y mono. Yeah, that's it. Mono y mono. <laughs> How are you, Jack? Anyway, I should have said hello. Yeah. Good. No, I'm good, mate. How that's you good. going? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, okay, so I've got three. So the first one is um, Healy versus uh, Juna Ranatunga. And it was when um, Ajuna asked for a runner and Healy sort of went up to him um, all calmly and said, you don't need a runner to be for being a fat <laughs> we, might, we, we might need to beep out the C-bomb there. But, uh, oh, the other one geez. was... I thought this was a um, a Glenn McGrath, uh, uh, sorry, um, a Shane Warne, um, Cullen and one, but it was McGrath and Edo Brandy. He's a very famous cricketer from Zimbabwe, if you can ever be one of those. Um, and basically McGrath went up to Brandy's and said, why are you so fat, mate? How are you playing cricket? And uh, Edo Brandy's come back to him and said, because every time I fuck your mum, she feeds me a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, and and the, which is, the last, which is turning red. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and the, and the last one. I'll do the next level, Jeepers. Uh, I was going to go with the Mark, uh, the Mark Wall one about being the shittest person in your family, but I'll go with a personal one. When I was playing cricket against, uh, I had a pretty big night the night before, so I wasn't seeing the ball too well. And I was playing against Luke Hocking out at Karunda. And I'd played and missed it about sort of 20 to 30 balls in a row. And he's come up to me within sort of half a metre and gone, I can't believe the Khaleesi virus hasn't got rid of all the bunnies because, mate, you cannot fuck them back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, love yeah. that. I had a I had one that's actually PG rated. Um, mine was uh, Larry Bird at the 1986 NBA All-Star Game. Uh, sorry, the three-point contest. He wore his warm-up jacket. Um, and he just looked around the dressing room and had a look around. And he said, I'm just looking around to see who's going to finish second. Um, didn't end up taking his warm-up jacket off and he shitted it in and he won. So mine was PG, so not as good as Kempi's, but um, I thought that was pretty good. Well, I'm going to go back to the uh, R-rated section. And uh, okay. mine, mine, of course, involves my Brisbane Lions. And it was when Brett Voss got traded to St Kilda after spending some time up, up there at the no, Lions. This, this and good. And uh, I think it was the first time that Michael and Brett had played on each other and Brett's lining up for goal and Michael happened to wander past and said something along the lines of, 
my dad fucked your mum last night. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't be able to kick a goal after that. <laughs> uh, very what about good, you, Well, I actually had a couple of those ones. I had that boss one. I was about to whip that one out. Sorry, uh, mate. I've got, no, you're all good. I've got a Michael Jordan one here as well. Love that. Um, so, 1988, he's playing Utah Jazz, and one of the fans wasn't wasn't loving the fact that he was dunking over someone 6'1", so they yelled out and said, how about you dunk on someone your own size? And he's just done exactly that over someone actually 6'11", and he shouted out to the crowd, is he big enough? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that Oster- I reckon that was over Ostertag. Massive. He's like, yeah, almost seven foot. Yeah. Was, and I reckon, was that on like Michael Jordan? I reckon that was on like Michael Jordan's playground or come fly me, one of his... Videos, yeah. I reckon, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably one of the better ones that I had. Yeah, fantastic. Beautiful. And then probably just a personal one. I was playing my um, first A-grade game, and I was a fresh-faced 18-year-old, and I've been called out, and someone's just yelled out, hey, mate, have you even hit puberty yet? And I was just <laughs> sitting, sitting on the wing, and I was just uh, – it, it hit deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually reminds me of another Vossi one, Jacko, was when uh, – I think uh, I can't remember who the player was, but it was an opposition player, young kid, and uh, Mark, they're about to pull the ball up, and Michael Voss says something along the lines, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop! There's an Oz kicker on the field." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys remember who the player was? I, I can't remember. No. Nah. Oh. Nah. Shannon Burns. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it was could a be strong right. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it might have been Burns. Uh, very good. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jacko. Cheers uh, for having, having me, boys. No dramas, make sure you give us a share on socials. Thanks, Thanks for your preseason next week. Cheers. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Welcome, Callum. How you going, boys? Good, mate. Callum, Good. How are you, mate? Good. Good. Callum's on to talk about his Lakers. So they've just won uh, the 2019-2020 NBA championship. Um, he stuck with them through the the shit years and pretty much every year, but he wanted to get on and have a chat. So the floor is yours, my friend. Oh, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Um, well, we, we firstly, it's the We Believe Lakers. Um, no one believed in us from the start of the playoffs. Uh, supposed to get knocked out first round by the Blazers, persevered. Next was the Rockets. Supposed to get I think, scrapped. I think I'll have, I'll just mention, I think Kempi tipped the Blazers to beat the Lakers as well <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> Kempi, mate. Why not? No, 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 no. I didn't tip the Blazers to beat them. I tipped them to win game one, and they did, and it was paying yeah. big dollars. I think he, he's yeah. right there, Mitchie. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Continue, Callum. <laughs> yeah, and then no one, no one believed in them that uh, didn't have the superstar talent like uh, the Clippers. There wasn't the uh, the Morrises, the Louis Wills, the Montrez Harrells coming off the bench for them. But, uh, yeah, nah. Suck around. I think I started supporting him 2012. Yep. And uh, Stevie Nash, the real white mamba. So you were you were yes. an original you were an original bandwagoner then. So you jumped on and win. Yeah, yeah. I was originally a <laughs> <laughs> I was originally a uh, Steve Nash fan, and then oh yeah, trained. nice. Yeah, and then Dwight Howard joined that year, the Dwight Mayer year. Yeah, and then I, I suffered through having to watch Kendall Marshall, Jordan Clarkson, Ryan Kelly, <laughs> Harik Black, and Robert Sacre start. That was a all the big names. That one. Yeah, yeah, Nick, Nick, names. Nick feels your pain because he goes for a shit mob in the Phoenix Suns right now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Come, on, mate, eight nil in the bubble, mate. 
Yeah, that got you where? How, how many how many Lakers do you reckon you'll lose through retirement? It's basically the the Lerwin of um, J.R. Smith, Rondo. They'll have to ship him off to Florida, I think. That's where all the, all the retirees yeah. go in America. Yeah. I'll have to play for Miami. Uh, well, I will probably lose Dwight. He yep. uh, had a pretty good year. Uh, he was like 20 other, 29 other teams in the league didn't want him and came to Lakers yep. and finally decided to do. Uh, he was in, he I'm not sure, I'm not sure what final it was, but his, like, they started him one game. And his offensive rebounding and his points in the first quarter basically got him going. So yeah, I reckon that was the Western, Western Conference final against Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Hall of Famer, yeah. Dwight Howard. Like he's basically had two different careers. Like now he's a role mm. player, but when he came in, he was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah, this yeah. year it was more like a. Um, he went to from Houston, went to I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, and then Charlotte, I think. Then Charlotte, and then the Wizards, yeah. and he was still trying to play, you know, uh, play in the post, get as much t- many touches as he can. And yeah, this was the first year where he like resembled somewhat of his uh, defense defensive player of the year. I, I think the, Howard. the key there was he actually embraced his role. Um, yeah, exactly. To try to be a superstar. But yeah, I think, what that, you, I think that just sums up the whole Lakers this year. Everyone just embraced their role. Um, yeah. You know, all the players knew what, what they had to do. Caruso Goat knew what he had to do. Casey Caruso P Goat. knew what he had to do. <laughs> what, do you think it would have been different if you played the Clippers instead of the Nuggets? No. I reckon they probably would have won. Probably not in five. Probably would have been six or seven. Yeah. But I just reckon the chemistry with the Clippers was was off. They had yeah, uh, too many players not knowing their role within the team. They didn't have a true point guard. Kawhi had to handle most of the load there yeah and they had pandemic p as well oh yeah pandemic p <laughs> so, who are the lake are the lakers going to target anyone they'll, they'll lose a few they want chris yeah, paul i think yeah they're looking to trade for chris paul um or po- i mean the, the draft picks of, yeah I've heard, <laughs> I've heard the possibility of uh bradley beal as well that'd be nice getting traded because he's in the final yeah, year right. of his contract as well um i heard Derek yeah. rose as well yeah, that'd be good. So you're probably right. looking, probably aiming for like a not an elite point guard, but like that tier or two below. So when LeBron goes off the floor, they actually have someone that can handle the ball and distribute. Yeah, someone but to take Rondo's role, basically. Yeah, well, that's right. Rondo and KCP both opted out of their contracts. Um, there's a suspicion they want to like re up and get more money. Um, so hard to get much, hard to get much more money with those big contracts. What about a Ricky Rubio, one of Nick Snuffy's? Oh, this bloke is a flog, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He goes for OKC, never achieved anything. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I don't think they need like a pure point guard like Ricky Rubio who's just going to distribute and not score much. I think they need like that combo guard, almost like a Derek Rose that can score as well as distribute. Tell me this, Callum. How long do you think LeBron's going to stay before he goes off to another team to get another ring? Well, he's got... (laughs) (laughs) We've got... He's got this year and next year, or well, the next season. Next season is, is a player contract, player option for like 40 odd million dollars. So I can't. Yeah, right. How old will, uh, will he be then? That. Yeah, well, it seems like he's got a good with Anthony Davis now. So unless. He wants to play with Bronny. Yeah, well, he does want to play with Bronny. But mm. I reckon the Lakers might give him a, a Kobe contract when he's a, a bit past and just throw all the money they can at him to keep him around. Yeah, smart move. He's uh, 35. 
So he's 36 in December. He's not slowing down, really. He just no, times he it well now. Playoff time, he just times it. And this this playoffs was his uh, lowest amount of minutes played in the playoffs ever, I think. I think he just played over 36 minutes a game, where he usually yeah. ticks over 40-odd. So I think yeah. they've done a good job in trying to uh, keep him fresh for mm-hmm. uh, the years to come. Yep. Agree. All righty, mate. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you'll appear on the bonus episode. Make sure you give us a share on your socials, mate. And um, I will do. I'll see you at basketball on Thursday. Yeah, up the tropics. Absolutely. <laughs> Get on board the Hills Tropics. Up Dunk on tropics. him, Callum. Dunk on him. <laughs> see you, boys. See you, mate. Anyway. See you, mate. Thank you. All right. Here he is. Are you are. Yeah, good. So welcome, Josh, to the Bearded Triplets podcast, the bonus edition. So I've got on good authority that you want to discuss the the Crows and Giants comparison, but you also want to get stuck into me. So where do you want to start? Well, I'd, I'd like to just start by saying, Mitchell, that I did some research on um, at, at Woolies and that currently <laughs> red red cap skims are $2.37 each. Green cap, if, if, if you want to save some money, green capsicums are a dollar seventy three. I don't taste as good. That's my point. It should be the same price. Well, that's the reason, mate. They taste better. That's why no. they're more expensive. No, that's those, bullshit. Those bloody makes paper perfect bags, sense, though. Those bloody paper yeah. bags. And anyway. I did my I did my research. I um, spoke to a farmer. Red capsicums are harder to grow than green ones. That's why they cost more. Oh, well, there you go. More, enough. more water and stuff. I feel a little bit inadequate. I don't have my like microphone across the front, but. Yeah, don't even don't have a beard as well, I suppose. But now, football first before I tee off on my brother on the long run. But um, Adelaide Crows versus the GWS Giants. Now I'm I'm a first time caller, long time listener, boys. But you guys get stuck into the Crows. But I but I just want to present some facts to you. All right, this is from this is what I like. This is what I like. Hit us up. So some similarities between the Crows and the Giants. They both lost grand finals. Correct. Yeah. Um, the year after the grand final, though, Adelaide had 12 wins, 10 losses. Missed the finals. They finished 12th after they won. Tw- had 12 wins. Most years, that gets you a final spot. The following year, so two years after their grand final loss, we're not going to mention the camp, um, but <laughs> 10 wins, 12 losses, right? So they've had 12, 22 wins, 22 losses post-grand final. Right now, GWS have a smaller sample size, but they lost the grand final by 89 points. Adelaide only lost by 48 points. And after like their following season, albeit 17 rounds, eight wins, nine losses. Right? You can talk about the camp, you can talk about everything, but the Crows have absolutely been reamed by the media. Um, they've had players leave, but I'll just go through some players that have left GWS: Devin Smith, Dylan Shield. Taylor Adams, Adam Trelaw, Rory Lobb, Jai Caldwell, whatever his name is that's coming to the Crows, Haley, Haley. I've never never heard of him. And then today, Jeremy Cameron wants out. Zach Williams. What the hell is going on with the media and why aren't they after GWS like they've been after the Crows? I can is tell you why. Here is a journey. Because uh, they're not from the northern states or what? <laughs> Cost of living just, allowance? <laughs> it could be. No, that's because the Crows are a big club and nobody gives a shit about GWS. And everyone expects the Crows to perform well because they've performed so well for so long. So when they are down the, down the bottom, I think that's that's a big – it's a sensational story or a headline for, for people as well. And obviously, it, then, yeah. It's not, even the report, well. it's not even reported on. 
Like, what is going on at the Giants at the moment? Like, seriously. I, I think there's a um, – I think they report on GWS players leaving. Maybe not how bad they're going, but well, we basically take half their bloody – whoever they want to get rid of, Carlton really? take them. So. Carlton <laughs> Giants. Yeah, exactly. Carlton <laughs> so, so, I hear plenty about them on my social media feeds. But I think probably more so on player exodus, it's – I think – GWS had talent to burn where Crows not necessarily did um, do have that talent to burn underneath. They don't, they but don't they're, now, they're, but the, our best players are the ones that have gone. But they're yeah. old too, I guess. But, they're, but their best 20, like I just think it's a depth thing, like their best 21 was better than a lot of other teams' best 21. It was their next 21 I think, and once like you start, your Pahokies and all those blokes there, yeah, those sort Who? of guys that haven't really come Definitely. on, yeah, like Galucci. your Galucci's, that yeah, stuff like that. Where Spanner, GWS, had, yeah, had had <laughs> had a bit of talent at the top up. Like they've lost all those guys, but they've been able to replace them with a Hopper, Taranto, um, or Jai Colwood's going to leave. But like, those type of players, so maybe that's... Perryman, Perryman, he's it's one. it's kept them a little bit more relevant. Where I suppose quote, my point is though, like. I think the Crows situation has been sensationalised by the... I'll have a red wine with you, Kempi, while we're there. Um, <laughs> I think it's been sensationalised by, obviously, the camp. Horrendous. Um, yeah. But again, the same with the supplement saga for Essendon. Nothing, no concrete evidence anything happened. It's all hearsay, right? But the, the media are just after the Crows. And I would argue, my point is that I think... I mean, Adelaide had two years post the grand final, but I reckon GWS are in a world of hurt. And I think no one really knows how bad it is because I, I, I reckon they, will, they won't make finals next year. Oh, I agree. They're, they're, they're going to drop off big time next year. Yep. It, it, their depth isn't as good as it used to be now. Obviously. No, no. They've gone to Carlton. Could it, be something we've, um, could it be something we've spoken about in the podcast before where you know how like one journal breaks a story, the rest of them like get all over it? Yeah, your germ of a friend, Sam McClure. Um, Sam McClure. Sam These McClure. boys don't like McClure, do they, Mitchell? Hey. Uh, These boys don't like McClure, do they? Kempi does. He's kept number him. one ticket holder. Old headline right. McClure that doesn't name any sources. That's real yeah. tough. That's good journalism, that is. Tom Brown. Um, Tom Brown. He's got the head that needs a punching, I reckon. Did That's you hear that well. Tom... This is a quote from our father, Mitchell. Did you hear the story Tom Brown tried to link G, uh, why Jeremy Cameron wanted to leave the Giants to go to Geelong? No. Reckons it's because he wants to move to the Western um, Victorian suburbs and he's trying to call Dartmoor the, like close to... Geelong, Dartmoor is like a kilometre over the <laughs> Victorian border. border. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> near Mount Gambia. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, it, can, I, yeah. can I get in off the long run at my brother or what? Absolutely. Yeah, That's why we got you here, mate. All right. So you boys watch Triple M, right? Yep. Yeah. Listen, so I, listen. I, just, I, just need, I just need some time. I just need some time. <laughs> um, the couple of, last couple of weeks, I have just listened to this absolute flog of a bloke talk about being like – just talking about his winters of the week. Mitchell, you're a tight ass and you need to be held accountable. I got some, I got, some, I got a top five. Yeah. All right. And, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Nick, I expect a graphic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds right. good. Uh, honorable good. mentions. Any good top five has honorable mentions as, as Dillo has had. So um, this is just tight ass stories about my brother over <laughs> the 25 years of his existence. So um, he's a chronic early round shouter. So he'll, oh, I'll get you the first one when there's six, when there's not six, not seven, there's two blokes in the round and it'll be <laughs> the cheapest pint that you can buy. 
So we're talking West End, rest in peace. <laughs> we're talking Carlton Draft, all those cheap beers that, yeah. But then when, when you've got to buy Mitchell a beer, oh, yeah. Prancing Pony, thanks. Yeah, bloody Stone and Wood, thanks. I'll have a double vodka. And, anyway. <laughs> Has been known to attend mo- mo- uh, multiple grocery venues to take full advantage of specials. This is in his weekly shop. So he'll do half his shopping at Woolies. Um, and then um, his yogurts are on special at Coles. So he ducks over to Coles. So, you know oh, what? my God. There's a story. <laughs> True story. Everywhere. Oh, my God. Fast, fast and loose, convenient for me. Um, must, yeah, must be Don't nice. know if you boys know what an entertainment book is, but he owns one of those. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, with the little yeah, uh, tickets I, I, in it. Yeah, I bought one. I never used a ticket. Yeah, Mitchell probably didn't even buy his. He probably got it gifted to him and he's just <laughs> rolling with all the benefits out of that. This is just the honourable mentions, by the way. Loves a voucher. Loves a voucher. Never asks for any birthday presents, Christmas presents. Just rolls vouchers. And at our footy club, uh, 2020 Premiers, we get we get uh, what's called Blood Bucks. We play for the Jervois Bloods after a game. Now, uh, I'm doing a Sam McClure here. I can neither confirm nor deny this, but we get about $20 a week. Uh, post game in vouchers to spend your, over the bar for your power raids and your. There's a vicious coats. rumor going around that Mitchell photocopies them. <laughs> that is completely <laughs> false. That is false, Sam McClure. Uh, all right, but number five. Okay, finally. And five makes ten in my book. <laughs> um, I like that. He he loves to invite mum and dad out for tea, and then just bats his eyelid and um, pouts his lips and asks them to pay for it. That. So, hey, mum and dad, do you want to come out for dinner? Yeah, you can fit the bill. That's bullshit. Oh, are we, are we talking about, low, are we talking about within the last five years? Or are we talking about when I was six years old? Facts are facts, my friend. And um, <laughs> I'm coming off the long run. you got to sit there and cop it. 360 degree feedback. Now, number four, <laughs> this is a disgrace, Mitchell. You've been at fruit and veg departments for the last three weeks. And I want a true or false at the end of this. You've been known to put avocados through the self-serve as either brown onions or apples. True or false? False. I do that with the scoop and whey, though. <laughs> we, oh, put, some, an, put some armor through his apricots. You're a criminal. Oh, my God. Number three. Now, <laughs> number three. I, when I was at uni uh, a couple of years ago, um, was living with my wife, now wife and her brother, and then my brother-in-law moved out and Mitchell was moving down to uni. So we're like, look, we'll take him under our wing. He won't have a lot of money. We'll get him to come down. And oh, then came the weekly shop and fuck me. I'm allowed to swear on this. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. We'd, bought, we'd, we'd write a shopping list together. We'd look in the fridge together. Then we'd go shopping together. Oh, but then he comes home and looks at the docket. I didn't, I won't eat this cheese. I, I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat this yogurt. I'm not going to have that. Cleaning products crosses them all off. So instead of splitting it three ways, who else fits the bill? The other two, Mitchell doesn't pay for it. <laughs> <sighs> Top two here. And these really, the, the next one hits home. So as you'll know, we, we won a flag a couple of weeks ago and, and we had a weekly reunion, right? We went down to the Jetty this. Bar. Oh, yeah, convenient. Oh, I should we, we went down to the Jetty Bar, um, club sponsor. Shout out to the Jetty Bar. Look after the bearded triplets. We went down there, right? Full afternoon on the beers, not not a, not in a state to drive home. So we get an Uber. Now, I must admit, boys, I'm from the country. I'm not up with this Uber stuff. So one, three cabs is my setup. But no, Ubers are cheaper. Agree. Now, but, th- but, this isn't, but this isn't the catch, right? Um, so we had to get up to Blackwood um, from Glenelg. So not a, not a small trip, but Uber quoted is 26 bucks, right? Josh doesn't he have would... an Uber account, by the way. Well, we've established that. We... 
Neither do I. <laughs> he would not click book until I'd transferred $13 <laughs> to split the Uber. It had to hit his account. It's called doesn't being thrifty. What, Come on, Richie. What, doesn't matter what time <laughs> what time it is at night. We just want to get home. Pissed as anything. Let's get home. $13, thanks. <laughs> Number one, we all know. We all know Mitchell's been to America, right? He's been overseas. It's a year since he's been there. But th- this I, I, hurts. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. I haven't seen Facebook lately. Have so. haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't seen anything from Mitchell in that regard before. <laughs> give him oh, a yeah? follow. Um, he went on an America trip. Now, I must, I must um, give this some context. He spent a lot of money on the trip, and it was a trip of a lifetime, and he worked really hard to go on the trip. But boys, have you have you been to the states? Can I just? I'm talking to Craig and, and Nick no. and Mitchell, not you. No, no, but, no but you'd be aware that when you're at an establishment, you tip, you tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10, 10 or fifteen percent, isn't it? Ten or fifteen percent. That's right. Not ten or fifteen cents. <laughs> <laughs> Can I explain it? No, he 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 tipped a fifteen cents. He paid. He paid. Oh, those poor oh, hard working waitress. Your service is worth fifteen cents. And and what he's going to say in a minute, just to clarify, oh, conversion rates, fifteen cents, and no. worth fucking fifteen bucks here in Australia. No, but there I am, <laughs> no, boys. Top five of the tight ass stories of Mitchell. He I like it. Is as tight as a fish's ass. That poor waitress. That was brilliant, mate. Well, uh, uh, two things. You. I've got to give some context. Three when, for none off four here. I'm, the way, I'm on fire. The way they <laughs> the way they do it is you pay and then they bring your receipt back and then you leave the amount you want to tip and then you go and then they come pick it up. And they don't they need to scan your card again. Can I just ask you one other question, Mitchell, on that now you've clarified? Did you did you wait and eyeball them when you tipped them 15 At cents? At the start or? of the trip, I did. But when I was running out of money, I just said, <laughs> scribble, scribble, scribble. And then left. <laughs> Done the runner. And I've got a bonus one. This is actually stitching up myself. I once... um. Oh, goes back to the honourable mention about buying rounds and things like that. I um once was bought a beer. I didn't really want it, but I drank it anyway. And then my mate, who will not be named because he'll be filthy at this, um, he said, oh, you just get me the next one. This is, mind you, this is probably when I was about 19. Um, and I was like, so yeah. Old no enough to, so old enough to know better. Yeah, no worries, mate. Um, and he was drinking raspberry vodkas. So I just went up to the bar and asked for a raspberry <laughs> with no vodka. But he was that pissed. They had no. He had no idea oh. that there was no vodka in it. <laughs> Flying the shit bloke flag there, I reckon. So it only cost two bucks. <laughs> that's when you. That's when you sit. That's when you buy him a double and you put him to the weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, thanks for joining us, Josh. Uh, that's. Uh, I can't say it's been enjoyable, but I think we just established who was the better noyer. I think we have to get uh, Josh on more often. I think. And yeah. He, he, uh, I think Don't say best, that. That's the best top five list we've had just quietly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Nick, I agree. can I just ask how you are mentally? You're okay at the moment? Um, I'm going okay. Who wins, boys, this weekend? I'm taking over, Cat. Mitchell. Cats. 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 Cats for me. Cats Tigers for mine. Of course you're a Tiger. Of course you're Tigers. Rough night, said they, but still big, here. Big fours win big finals, and they got two, and Geelong got one. Danger will play forward, kick five. Heard it here first. Yeah, All right, it's time, time to wrap up Josh's airtime, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks for joining us, mate. Um, be sure to share us on socials when we uh, release the episode. Thanks, mate. Uh, Thanks, Josh. See you, boys. Cheers. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Have a look at the head on it. For a wonder, point fingers there, buddy. <laughs> Your head looks like a thumb. <laughs>
talking about fingers. Hang on, let's just, let's just calm down a second. Welcome, Darren, to the Bearded Chip. Thanks, how are you all? Good, good. Uh, I have it on good authority that you're here to railroad Nick Dillon. Mate, I'm here to railroad all of you, mate. I've been <laughs> 45 minutes while you folks talk about frilly knickers and which ones go best with your fucking tampons. <laughs> but you got to say. <laughs> okay, yeah, good, thanks. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome aboard, mate. Thank you. What have you both been talking about? Bit of footy, bit of bit of basketball, all that Luke sort of stuff. Stuck in the Mitch for being the tight ass. That shit. Well, what do you got? What do you got? Come at us. No, so I tell you, you know the difference between motorsport and all those sports you mentioned. One, no. you have to be an athlete no. in. You need two balls to go racing. <laughs> Can you? Uh, I don't know about that. I'll... Oh, here no, we go. No. I like I like MotoGP and that, but are they really athletes? Oh, mate, look at you, mate. Well, let's look at Dillo. <laughs> Dillo looks like he's fucking storing nuts in his cheeks for the winter, mate. It's coming up to summer. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I've been Glory I've, sitting on his wine. I've been in a good paddock, mate. Well, I, I just don't get motorsport. They go round and round in a circle. Like I've painted a wall recently, so I'm going to go and watch that dry. Might right, get a little bit more entertainment. Still probably better than chasing a bag of air around a footy field, though, don't you reckon? You used to do that for years, mate, down in Royal Kingston. In fact, I, I remember you doing it one day when your knee crumpled underneath you. I had a good laugh that day. That, that was a Peringa. That was, yeah. that was probably... I think it was one round after you busted your ankle up and I yeah, had pulled your beard. I think you're right. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, trying to pull your beard off to see if there was any fucking skin under there, if it was all just fucking chins. <laughs> There's no chins at all, mate. That's my problem. That's why I grow a beard. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I reckon after lockdown, there'll be a few chins there. <laughs> yeah, keep them up. Like, don't give up, mate. Keep all four of your chins up, buddy. You'll be right. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate that. So what about you, mate? You you love to uh you like you know chins and things of that round nature. You love your own man boobs. Love to touch your man boobs in the shower a little bit. Everyone, well, I, I specifically remember you chased me around the showers, mate. Thank you. Like, it was like Homer chasing Uda around the showers in the Simpsons. <laughs> Don't make me run. Yeah, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love a good Simpson quote? Indeed. So who 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 do you support? Who, who do you go for? Are you a Crows man, a Port man, someone else? I can tell you who I don't support. It's you three bunch of wankers. Like, <laughs> the only reason I came on here was to tell you all to fuck off. <laughs> no one wants to listen to your shit. And yet here you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm to our shit. Directions to get away from here, though. <laughs> another Simpsons quote. It was. <laughs> I'm actually right. a Bulldog supporter. So, um, you know, you can have a crack at me for that, I guess. How's that? You got, you got Western 30. Bulldogs. Yeah. Oh, I just think they're a little bit overrated for what they, what everyone thought they were going to be. They might be a little bit different next year, but yeah. um, you know what? No one cares what you think. True. <laughs> 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 what about a bottle of bloody Chardonnay or whatever the fuck it was you were drinking, mate? Red wine. What about motorsport? You said you want to talk about motorsport. So you are V8 supercars, you MotoGP, yeah. What are you? Anything that goes fast, mate. At the moment, I'm driving a race off-road with my kids. Yeah. And that's not going to go fast with you in the car, mate. You'll be weighing that down. <laughs> I've got nothing there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the kids are like, come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The checkbook can always make it go faster, so that's fine. And yes, true. I want to make you go fast. 
jumping off a fucking cliff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. No cliffs in my bridge. Oh, we and got plenty up here. Like. Yeah. That, that's good. That's further away from me, the better, mate, I reckon. That's it. <laughs> what about you other two? Where are you from? I'm, you know where I'm from. I'm Mount Barker. Mount Barker, good. Piss off. <laughs> Red so Mark, mate. Garden, eh, boy? Red Mark. Oh, you're me? Mark, no, I'm Murray Bridge. You spoke to him. You just <laughs> said that. <laughs> Is you li- you're listening about as, <laughs> the listening's about as good as your grammar on your bloody Facebook posts. And about as good as he grows hair. <laughs> I do grow hair. I'm growing hair on my ass crack. If I can grow it long enough, I'm going to go for the big comb over all the way up and over the front. Bandy, why don't you tell us a story about the uh, the footy trip where you used to wear the, the toupee and go up to people and, and sneeze? <laughs> have you seen that video? No, I don't think I have. No, all right. So I've been bald or shaved my head since I was 18 years old and somebody dared me one, one year for footy, grow your hair, see how much you can grow it. And it grew about... I don't know this much. So for the footy trip, I just shaved the middle of it and bought, it looked like somebody had run over Garfield, this fucking toupee. It was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> sort of wear it and every now and then I'd walk up to the bar and just sneeze and have the toupee fall off onto the bar just to see the reaction, mate. It was fucking priceless. <laughs> this bloke's a king of footy trips. Beers. <laughs> That's it. What's your, what's your go-to beer then? Uh, nothing anymore. I haven't had a drink for 15 months. So, really? Yeah, that was a quick one, wasn't it? You can't. Oh, there you, you go. You can't grow hair on your head. Can you grow any? Can you grow a beard though, or are you? I can. I look like a 15 year old Chinese boy, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right up your alley. <laughs> so you don't have a lot of growth yeah. then. Uh, uh, you know, I still look better than all three of you blokes. So that's fine. <laughs> that's not an accomplishment. It's not that hard. Uh, no, you're right. That's ninety-nine percent of the population, mate. Sorry. That's ninety-nine percent of the population. Yeah. How did, did you all th- three of you blokes got misses, have you? Yeah. yeah. Or you just hold each other's hands and stand in a circle and Dutch rudder each other up. <laughs> yeah. Sing kumbaya. Yeah. I know that's what Vandy's going to be thinking about tonight. You'll go to bed thinking about that tonight, won't you? Yeah. Well, it's not just going to take a couple of minutes of alone time if that's all right. <laughs> Mate, it won't take you that long, let's be honest. <laughs> I was going to go for it. <laughs> a marathon, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, very good, very good. Any final uh, reamings you want to give Nick before you leave? Uh, or? No, you're a chubby little prick. And <laughs> you know I love you, Dillo, but not really. <laughs> love you too, mate. You, you look like a giant thumb. I look like an egg. I want to do that, get an egg cut and just have my head poking. <laughs> Now, love your work, Vandy. Thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate Thanks it. having you on. Thanks, yeah. mate. Thanks for making me wait all fucking night, you bunch of <laughs> We're all now dumber for having heard what you said. <laughs> yeah, well, I think everybody that's listened to this whole podcast, any one of them is all dumber. It's <laughs> make the whole fucking world dumber. Well done for succeeding. Uh, yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. See you. See you, mate. Yeah. Can you hear us, Kyle? Yeah, he is. Perfect. Thanks for joining us, mate. You wanted to have a chat about the cats? Yeah. Um, I think I'm actually going to have to eat my words now, I think, after them uh, getting over Brisbane on Saturday night. How good yeah, was that? We're, we're not talking about that today, Kyle. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dilo. Um, <laughs> no, it just – it's sort of 
it's confusing because they've probably been um, out of the three teams over probably the last 10, 15 years up with Sydney and Hawthorne, but yet they've only got the two premierships to show for it. Yes, Sydney do as well, but it's just they, they look really, really good during the season, but then come finals, they sort of just look, like I said, like a deer out in, in headlights. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know whether it's the, the big occasion or <clears throat> I don't know. Has that only come in since they since they brought the pre-finals buy in? No, nah, it's been a while. They haven't won the flag since 2011. Yeah, but they, yeah, missed, that's right. they missed a couple of years after that, didn't they? But, but but tell me this, though. If you're a supporter of a football club, would you rather be okay a Carlton supporter over the last 15 years and maybe won those one or two flags or uh, um, like a Geelong? So sorry, I, I fucked that up then. Um, so yeah, a, a Carlton supporter that's won nothing, or a Geelong supporter that yeah, you've won, they lost a shitload of prelim finals, but at least you're you're relevant. Beating, yeah. Uh, that, that's a fair question, actually. Um, but it all depends on who you've been supporting. Um, you support them through thick, through thick and thin. I mean, Carlton were good in the nineties, um, and they've just had a really really shit run. Yeah. Oh, look, I agree with that, but I just sort of think. Like, there's a lot of haters out there for Chris Scott, and there was a fair bit of like chatter today on Talkback Radio when I was listening to it about you know the fours and against the Chris Scott. But the biggest thing that I heard is he could be the next Kevin Sheedy, I reckon, like massively long time coach. Like the guy can't do anything wrong. He's a big fan of the show. He's got a wicked beard. Looks like, like a young Pierce Brosnan at the moment. Yeah. Are you a fan of him or weren't until he sort of won on the weekend, Kyle? Um, well, I actually liked his brothers when they were playing back playing for Brisbane. They were obviously hard um, and just, yeah, they played fair. Um, so big raps on them, uh, on, on both the Scott brothers. Um, his coaching, he, I think he got handed a, a really, really great team when Bomber Thompson left. Yeah. Um, I just don't think he early on. Um, I don't think he had the experience to guide them through early on, um, and it just seems like it's it's dragged a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, they they've got a clear game plan now. When you play Geelong, that you know what you what you're going to expect because it's going to be that uncontested football, keepings off, um, and try and damage teams that way. I think he's got really clear in the way he wants Geelong to play football now and it's and it's been successful and obviously you need some talent to be able to pull that off as well and uh, particularly up forward I, I think he's coached really well throughout the final series I think moving Dangerfield forward is, is terrific because there's not too many blokes that can go with him um, he was quiet on Saturday night but no, he's not going to be quiet again in the grand final two weeks in a row so I, I think he's doing a pretty good job I think if they lost on Saturday you know, the question marks might have been there again but gee, yeah you can't argue with how many however many prelims there are um, that they've paid in, he's, um, he's kept them up there, that's for sure. So I, I, I sort of, um, so like they last won a flag in 2011, but like we said, like they've played in 10 prelims and five grand finals now, including the weekend um, since 2007. So in 14 years, they've played in 10 prelims. So like even though they might have only won those three flags, I think like it could potentially be four um, this weekend. Um, I think this weekend looms as a sort of massive game. Like it's just, it just shows that footy is literally just like 
you know, one win, one loss can change. Like if Geelong win this weekend, I think you'll see a lot of other clubs that sort of try to adopt their list strategy. Like obviously just keep topping up. Like, you know, you got your Jack Stevens, Gary Rowan, all these blokes, your Dow houses, but then somewhere, somewhere in the background, they can get their, their first, what are you guys, what are you pricks laughing at? I'm Except laughing Gary at. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's your those, you're there. And, and your first round picks and all that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> I just think that this weekend is pivotal for their future. I think they'll be successful with Jeremy Cameron looking like he's going to come there anyway. But yeah, I just think like if I was a, I'm a Crow supporter and I'm, I'm envious of the success that Geelong have had, sustained success. So yeah. I guess the other thing is Sydney for a long, long time, I think it was from about 2003 onwards. Barely missed a final series, but the same questions weren't raised of um, you know, Ruse or Longmire in that same situation. Um, I mean, Sydney's obviously dropped off the perch a little bit now, but I'm sure they'll bounce back pretty quickly. But a very similar situation to Geelong. Mm. So, Kyle, well, what, what do you, yeah, you think? Oh, sorry, I agree with Nick there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just, just going to ask you about their strategy, like moving forward, like, because what, what you mentioned, what will they be moving forward? Are you happy? Well, with them just to keep topping up, but I think it. I think they're in the prime, so go for it. They yes and no. Um, obviously, I think Father Time's catching up with a few of them. Obviously, Ablett's gone after the the grand final, um, and then you've got obviously Taylor, Selwood, Hawkins. I think Tui Henderson and Dangerfield all either side of the thirty. Um, so you need the younger players to start stepping up, and um, I've noticed that Rowan, Dowhouse, and Myers and Parfit started to get a little bit better, but those last three yeah. are very, very hit and miss. They've gone missing a lot. Um, and I think for them to be more successful, those second tiers need to actually just step up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And that's been their issue for a, for a little while now. They've relied too heavily on danger and, and Hawkins and those, and Selwood and those guys. So. They, do, they do have some good kids coming through in Narkel and Clark and Constable, but they're just not going to break into the side when you've got those legends playing. That's yeah. correct. That's correct. Um, and obviously, Menegola, Duncan and Guthrie have, have come along really well. Um, and yeah, I think uh, picking up, obviously, Danger was... I mean, yeah, I that's why me. I hate Geelong. I, I hate Geelong for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, because obviously danger went there. Um, but, you know, they picked up Henderson and Tui um, and Stanley as well, um, which was quite smart draft-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with Cameron, it's it's a great it's great foil for uh, Hawkins. Um, but then what do you do with Josh Jenkins then? Ship him off. Yeah, yeah we don't know where he's going. To the, to the scrap heap. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, can go and, he can go and pour beers at Billy's Cremorne. That's what he can do. And go pick oranges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just sort of think that, um, like, topping up those guys gives those younger guys a little bit of time. And, like, they're not – Jeremy Cameron's not old. Sean Higgins is old. Like, it just gives yeah. them a bit more time. Like, they're in the window. You might as well. Like, Hawthorne's proven it works. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, go for they'll it. drop off eventually. Yeah. but Three first-round picks next year, though. Three first-round picks. Who? Yeah. Tr- yeah. They'll probably yeah, have right. to trade some of those out, though. Get some of the guys they want. GWS yeah, are we'll going to match the Cameron bid. Um, it'll be interesting if they actually go after Crouch as well, especially after his indiscretion a few weeks ago. Yeah. Ship, ship Crouch off, would, I reckon. Do, would you, would he, you he get him, Kyle? Value. Not now. I, I, I wouldn't let him go now because he loses value. 
He'd yeah. probably be a third third round pick. That's it. Yeah, he shafted the Crows there, that's for sure. Mm. He shafted himself. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Alrighty, Kyle. Thanks for jumping on, mate. Um, make sure no worries. We'll, we'll let you know um, when it goes up. And yeah, if you give it a share on your social media, that'd be great, mate. Oh, definitely. Thanks, Kyle. Cheers, Cheers mate. Kyle. Thanks, guys.